You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Best bits of the week, and we've got them for you. Best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, everybody? So this is a special edition of best bits in a way because it is just the regular listener q a with mike d what's up mike how's it going but it may sound a little strange because we are recording from our homes right now it's been a crazy week for the bobby bone show so <laughs> it has been it feels weird because i feel like i'm in my own element here in my own background where i normally do my podcast so i feel like we're gonna have a different energy today we're gonna have more movie mike and more unhinged mike maybe Maybe. I feel very comfortable. So we'll see what happens. I love it. Okay. Well, we're going to dive in. These are all questioners, questioners. These are all questions that y'all listeners submitted via my Instagram, the Bobby Bone Show Instagram, and you can do it every week. But this weekend, you asked Mike D some questions and myself and both of us. We got a little array of things here. I can't wait for these. I have no idea what people want to know. I have no idea. Do you want me to hit you with the really hard one to start? Let's do it. I, I like a hard one to start. Okay. Would you and your wife, Kelsey, like to have kids? Is that on the plan for y'all? Yes, but not anytime soon. I think right now we're at a point in our lives where we see everybody else around us with kids and we think like no one's really selling it. (laughs) (laughs) it, That's hard for me to get over because everybody tells you that it's so hard to have kids. You're not going to sleep. Your life is going to be consumed with all the things they do, which sounds, you know, like a lot. And we feel like knowing ourselves right now, we want to enjoy while we're still relatively young to do the things we want to do, travel, hang out, sleep in on the weekend. We're trying to enjoy as much of this part of our life as we can. And then what I also hear from people is once you get past that, it's all the great things about kids, like getting to see yourself in them, getting to teach them things, getting to experience things like you did when you were a kid. So They always lead with the negative and then they get to the positive. So for us, we're like, we're good right now. Maybe in the next, I'd say within like 
three or four years we start talking about it. But right now we're good. No plans of it. I love it. And I'm with you. Listen, like hearing the guys talk about all their kids at work. I'm like, you guys have really changed my mind on what I thought I wanted. (laughs) It's a lot. I also feel for our generation. It's kind of changed a little bit, like just our timeline of when we need to do things by. I feel like the generation before us was like, okay, you finish college, you get married and you start having kids immediately. I feel like we're a little bit more delayed. Maybe it's because some people would say is we're still living in our childhood or prolonging that as long as we can, but I'm okay with it. I don't feel like I need to be on any timeline. I think the only external factor I have sometimes is like my mom who kind of wants grandkids. She's never pressured us like saying, Hey, when are you going to bring us a grandkid? <laughs> She's not but asking I... you every time you come home. <laughs> no, but the thing is with my mom is I have an older brother and an older sister and none of us have kids. So I just think she's like, somebody have kids. And they're, you know, <laughs> seven, nine years older than me. So I think that's the only external factor I have of, you know, that would be cool for my mom. <laughs> cool for mom, but maybe not for you. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a very different way of looking yeah. at it, Mike. Okay. So that that was a big one. That got asked a lot. So that's why I had to start with it first. How is... How did you come up with Mike D instead of Mike? You've explained this once on the show. I don't know that everybody caught it. Yeah. So whenever I got into radio, which was, oh man, 2010 was when I started with the show. I knew I wanted a different name that wasn't my own name because my real name is so generic that you Google it and you get like a hundred different people. It could be anybody. (laughs) So I wanted something unique and that I could have on every single social media platform and be able to have the username, which is what I have now. Every platform is the same, Mike Distro. So at the time, I was in a band called Everyday Destruction. And a thing in punk rock is you take a part of the band name and incorporate it into your, your stage name. So my name was, at the time, Mike Destruction. But whenever you try to get that on social media, it was too long. I think I tried to get it on Twitter, and it said it was too many characters. I was like, okay, I'll just shorten it. And try to make it sound like a word that it's actually a name. So I changed it to Distro. And ever since then, that's what it's been. It's just kind of stuck. Even long after the band broke up, I just stuck with it. And I just like the way it sounded. And I feel like over my life, I kind of know how I met different people from different points of my life by what they call me. Like my family calls me Mikey. That's just growing up is what I was. <laughs> And then everybody in school, if I was close to them, it was Mikey. If I didn't know them, it was my real name, which is Miguel. And then now doing the show, it's people know me as Mike D. You know what I'm really jealous of, Mike? You know what I'm really jealous of, Mike? You have so many nicknames. I never had nicknames. Like, and if they were, they were so weird. So nobody really. Mm -hmm. Because it's like morgue which is literally like a death place. Yeah. the morgue. I never <laughs> or, thought of it that way. Yeah. Or there's morgues, which has become another one, but that's, you know, plural death places. So, or like Mo and Mo always found felt weird. It felt very like old. I never really liked Mo. So like, I'm really jealous that you've gotten to have so many cool different nicknames. The only nickname you have is because there was another Morgan and you got a two added on. And that's not better either. I'm literally (laughs) like number two. So I have death and poop. Like literally what I'm thriving on. You're like, I finally got a nickname and it has to do with 
the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So that, I'm very jealous of you for that. But it's cool. I love hearing your story about telling your name. I think you've only gotten to share it once. So I, I wanted you to like share it here again, because I do think it's a cool way that you got your name to where you are now and how it's like come into the show. But it wasn't because of the show that you have that name. No, I've had it for a long time that I just kind of forget. I, I also just like the way it sounds. It just sounds like, oh, you, you remember that. And some people just call me Distro. So it's like, if it's more memorable, I'll take it. <laughs> That's true. I do want to circle back to, to your wife really quick. Somebody did ask, what does your wife do for work? If you feel comfortable sharing. She is a project manager. So our lives are completely different. She works from home, which is nice because I come home and we get to catch up. And it's just crazy seeing the differences between both of our jobs because I'll be sitting in this exact same spot trying to come up with like a dumb game or a dumb idea or I'll have to like order something weird for a bit. And it's just so different because hers is very much more just having meetings and working on just documents and things throughout the day that it kind of balances each other out where she has a whole different set of work problems that I would say are a little bit more like traditional and I just have like this other offset of problems. Like, <laughs> man, I really got to find a fishbowl this week. Is there sometimes when you come home and she's like, what are you up to today? And it's like she gets to be excited about the things that you're doing because she is so used to what she does every day. So, yeah, I guess I keep it interesting, mainly because we have such a crazy schedule. Like right now we're traveling so much with the new show. We started too much access that it's kind of like, hey, where are you going this week? And we get to talk about things like that. And then we've also, since we do have such different weeks, we have like a calendar now that we keep. And I that thing saves me so much because we literally put every day of all the things we have. And just to be able to see it helps me remember things because I'm so bad at remembering times <laughs> and dates when it's not just like on a calendar. So I feel like that helps me from having to ask her like a million questions. That's fair. You know, I did buy something on Amazon that's been a game changer. Maybe this is what you're using, but it's like this clear calendar that I put on my refrigerator and I get excited to fill it out every month. It's like my, I wipe it off, start clean and there it is. I have the exact same one, <laughs> the clear calendar. Do you have the... Wait, did we both see? Because I saw this on TikTok. Did you see it on TikTok too? <laughs> I don't know. Kelsey got it. So she may have seen it on TikTok. And then we each have our own color markers. So we know who's is what event on the calendar. This is amazing. We we discover we have the same calendar. <laughs> it's so helpful. Great. It is. And it's so like, it's aesthetically pleasing is the best mm -hmm. way I can describe it. Like, it's not like some chunky calendar that's in the way. It's just like clear and it just kind of sits there. Yeah. And then just the process of going through and like cleaning it off and then writing all the new things and then being like, okay, this is what we have. Yes. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Okay. We got a little middle break in here. I've been told I have to start inserting these because we love to all talk to each other too much. So um, this is a little bitty break. We'll be right back. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. 
with Lisa. Getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melody. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. All right, Mike, another update on something going on in your life. What is the latest with your braces going on? I am in my last, uh, let's see, I've had them now. I've had this new set. So here's the reason I've had them for so long, which is normally the question I get the most when I do any kind of q and I knew this hey, if it, was if it makes you feel better, though, nobody asked, like, how long have you had it on? They just said, is there any update? So if that does help, <laughs> we are improving on how we ask the question. Yeah, so I had to get a new set of braces because I've had this long history of dental work because I did not go to the dentist at all, like since, I mean, from childhood. I just never went to the dentist. We couldn't afford it. We didn't have dental insurance. So I've had so many problems that I never addressed. And it wasn't until I moved to Nashville that I was able to, you know, start fixing them. And I went to one dentist and orthodontist who had this one plan for me and it turns out it wasn't the best plan so in the last two years i've got a new dentist and orthodontist and had to get a whole new set of braces so in this set that i it's supposed to be on for two years i'm now over a year and a half so i have about until june is when i'll get them off and then i had to go through this whole other process <laughs> that they were freaking me out about because there's something else messed up in my mouth where like they don't align 
so I could potentially have some kind of intense jaw surgery. Apparently, what this is new? Curve. Yeah, because I don't think I'm gonna do it. I think it's if I want perfect teeth that they'd have to like shave off a part of my jaw to get them to align correctly because they're so crooked and messed up. But the other thing I have to have done is get like actual implants put in because the first dentist took out some teeth to make space for my teeth because they were so crooked and jumbled together that I have teeth that are gone because they had to make room for them to straighten out correctly. So it's, I don't think I want to go through the process of having my jaw shot, uh, sawed and then having to get new teeth on. So I think I'm just going to get the new teeth put in there, whatever implants they are. Oh my gosh, Mike, this has turned like much more extensive than you probably ever originally thought. Yeah. So that's why I think people wonder if you've had braces before, you think, oh, he should have them off by now. Why does he still have them off? It's because I have all these other other things going on that I that have gotten so out of hand. It's kind of like when you keep unraveling all these things that you haven't attended to, you realize there's a lot more problems behind it. So that's why it has taken me so long. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was a crazy update. I was not ready for that. And I do hope like whatever you do decide to do, I hope like you're happy with it. And it's like worth all of this that you're putting yourself through. Cause I do know, I mean, I was in braces for like seven years too. And, and then I got myself in um, a Vinsalign because I never wore my retainer. Yeah. <laughs> I know how much mouth like problems suck and just the pain that you have to constantly go through is terrible. So like I feel for you. But I do hope like at the end of it, you're happy with whatever you decide to do. Yeah, the pain is no joke of just having them on and having the thing is like I only have like one and a half good weeks a month because I have to go in every like six weeks to get them tightened and they put a new wire on. So they hurt for literally like four weeks after that. And then it's a good week and a half and then I have to go back again. So it's like a constant cycle of just pain in my mouth. And, and then, you have to like keep going to the place all the time too, which is another thing to add to your constant yeah, things to do. The scheduling is hard because they always want to put you in the morning and then I have to explain to them. But also the fact that they keep messing up things in my mouth and I have to do podcasts and speak for things. <laughs> like they literally have, they, I think in the last two visits, they put these little things underneath my teeth that are just there the whole time. And I'm constantly having to over enunciate. Otherwise, I'll be have so much like spit in my mouth and talk like that. And then everybody would be like, you sound horrible on your podcast. I mean, Mike, it's OK. I think all of us on the show have some type of mouth weird thing happening. Like I have noticed that we all have something. I, I don't know if you've like, ever put that together. I feel like we've I don't know, maybe the walls of the studio has forced something on us because it seems like we should not be talking on the radio with having all these like weird problems that we have uh-huh. maybe it's because like our studio is full of mold that's what we find out like five years later that's <laughs> like, what I, th- I think it could be something like that like there's going to be some study afterwards that there was something affecting all of our throats because it just happens well and i'm telling you it never happens like rarely do i have the same problems outside of the studio unless like i'm dealing yeah. with a sinus or allergy stuff like it's always in the studio but everywhere else i'm like hmm, not having that problem Exactly. When I leave there, I feel different and I don't feel those same things that have that have been hindering me in there. I like get out of there. And I'm like, oh, I can speak normally. There's nothing in my throat. I'm really glad we're on this same conspiracy theory together. It doesn't make me feel as crazy. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Eddie and Lunchbox would hop in on that one, too. I do. I agree. OK, do you drink? This is such a like weird shift, but do you drink alcohol was the question. I 
only drink on special occasions, which is usually twice a year, which this is a complete opposite from the me of 10 years ago where I would drink anything. And I was actually talking to Eddie about this recently because I went home to Austin for our last vacation and it brought up brought back all those memories of when I used to go hard and party all the time and drink. And now I don't really do that at all. So now it has to be kind of a special occasion. The last time I drank was last vacation. We went to a Reds game in Cincinnati. And one of my favorite things to do is have beers at a baseball game because it's a place where I feel like very relaxed. And there's just something about the environment that this feels like an occasion for me to have some beers. So that was the last time I drank but I don't really crave it anymore like I used to. Like I used to have to drink beer to have a good time in like social situations. And it was kind of a crutch for me. So I just kind of stopped doing that to the point that I don't really feel like I need to drink anymore to have fun. So now I just have to be like in a perfect environment where like, okay, this calls for a drink. So it was, that was the last time. Next time would probably be probably Christmas whenever I'm with my family again. <laughs> That's really the only time I drink. You're growing, Mike. I mean, this is what's happening. You're having huge growth periods. And the fact that you recognize that and like, we're just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it anymore. Pretty cool. It's weird. Like, I, <laughs> it's I, not I, weird, I, though. Like, I, I don't know. It's I feel like I would drink more because I feel like it's fun. But also, I just like the feeling that I have the day after not having to deal with that. Because <laughs> I, I never wake up the next day and thinking, oh, man, I should have had some beers. I wake up the next day thinking, okay, I feel good right now. I'm I'm probably better without that. Oh, that's funny. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I love that. That was a question too. And still proud of you, even though you think it's weird. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'll take it for you. Okay. Movies we have seen the most. I'll let you start. I got to think about mine. Oh, there's a lot of movies I've seen the most. I think the one that wins is one of my favorite movies of all time, Twister, which I've probably seen now. I think at least over 50 times because I've watched that movie so many times, whether I sit down to watch it at least twice a year. And then if it's ever on TV, I watch the entire thing because I love it so much. Okay. Yeah. That was one of your favorites. I feel like you brought it up and you're like this, I've watched this movie so many times. I can quote the movie from beginning to end, like without even watching it. I have all the soundtrack memorized. And they're working on a sequel now. And I'm a little bit upset about that because I feel like it's a movie that shouldn't have a sequel. But I'm going to go watch it anyway. I just know it's not going to be as good. It's okay. It'll give you another one to keep watching. Hopefully. That's true. At least Hopefully. it's something like that. What are your second and third? Like, say you have your top three movies that you've watched the most. So easily Twister. I would say after that is probably a Disney movie. It would probably be Finding Nemo. Okay. Because I remember watching it as a kid, but also so much in high school, because anytime we had any kind of free time, for some reason, my high school was just always like, let's watch Finding Nemo. <laughs> and I also had a Spanish class where in order for us to learn Spanish, we would watch movies in Spanish. OK, find... clever, though. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, we would just watch Disney movies in Spanish. But I think our teacher only had Finding Nemo. So we watched <laughs> Finding Nemo like four or five times throughout the course of that class. That's funny. Okay. And then number three. I think number three would probably be a superhero movie and would probably be my favorite movie of all time, The Dark Knight, just because that's another movie I watch at least once a year. 
Okay, that's solid. I mean, but that's also a dark movie to be watching once a year. <laughs> yeah, I just love it so much from the beginning to end. But I've been recently just rewatch. I rewatch long movies, which I feel like people don't do. I rewatch Infinity War and Endgame also at least once a year. And it feels like nothing to me. Those movies are three hours long, but I just dive into them because I'm like, even though I know what happens, I just like want to dive back into that world and wish we could go back in that time of the MCU where those movies were new. So that's a movie I can watch just no problem. Okay, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said at least one superhero movie besides The Dark Knight since the Dark Knight one is is dark. I tried to avoid the darker ones. <laughs> um, but first of all, I want I want to say that um you had to watch Finding Nemo on repeat in school. I had to watch Twister Finding uh, like on repeat in school. I grew up in Kansas. I say as a Kansas thing. (laughs) For whatever reason, it's like instilling the tornado here or something. I don't know. We watched that in Armageddon so many times. Armageddon, that's an interesting one. (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Probably like when you're like, why are we watching Finding Nemo eight hundred times? It's kind of how we felt. Um, but my my number one, and I think I've already watched it ten times this year alone, and I watch it on repeat often, is Ready Player One. Oh, dang. Like, it is my favorite movie of all time. I didn't realize you loved it that much. I love that movie, but I feel like outside of seeing it in theaters, I've only watched it once since. Oh, Mike, it is my and every time the the worst part about it is I think a lot of people like watching it because it comes and goes from Max and Hulu a lot. Mm -hmm. And like, so I'll, I'll just binge watch it almost like multiple times while it's there because it always gets taken off. Always. So I think that might contribute to that because then I get sad, mostly because I haven't found anything that's so similar to it that I can also like. It's really standalone, like on its own. Free Guy is a little bit close to it that I like, yeah, um, but still not as much. So Ready Player One is one. I think it's a tie at two with Sweet Home Alabama and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Whenever those are on TV, I'll watch them. So probably three or four times a year at least. And then three would probably be Avengers. Like I rotate those movies. Those are like my, you know how people have TV shows to put on when they fall asleep Mm -hmm. or TV shows in the background? Mine are Marvel movies. Oh yeah, I do the same thing. Like, I don't know why it's something comforting of like, I already know what's going to happen and it's still exciting. So like, if I want to stop and watch for a second, I can, or I don't have to. Sometimes I kind of forget though, because there was a period where they came out so frequently that I would just go see them in theaters and then it would be on to the next one. So I feel like rewatching them over and over again, you you like see different things that you maybe missed and then you're able to connect them now that you know the entire story. So I feel like rewatching those movies is actually quite beneficial. That is true. You're not wrong. There was, there's only one I can't rewatch. It's Gar- the newest Guardians of the Galaxy because I cried so many times. That movie. Uh, <laughs> and I can't do it in person. I'm like, yeah, I might rewatch it again if somebody wants me to, but that is not a choice I will make. Okay, what about most anticipated movie of next year for you? Oh, of next year? Yeah. Oh, see, that's the thing. A lot of things got delayed until next year. I feel like the one I'm looking forward to that got pushed to next year is Dune 2. Mainly oh, because, yeah. Because I wanted to love Dune Part 1 so much. I love the director, Denis Villeneuve, But I just found that movie to be kind of boring. But this one is supposed to be where all the action is and where like the story really unfolds and they get into the entire war of what that movie is. And people just love that movie and love that book so much. 
that I feel like the sequel is going to be so much better. And I just love things that are really big and cinematic and give me a reason to go to a theater to watch it. And I feel like that is what Dune 2 is going to be. So I'm hoping that it lives up to those expectations and <laughs> makes me kind of get the bad taste of Dune 1 out of my mouth. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And it was very cinematic. The first one, I think that's why I yeah. even liked it is because it was very like visually appealing. It looks great. Like I love the costume design in that and the just the the soundtrack and the score to that is so good. But I just needed a little bit more story, a little bit more action. And there's supposed to be a scene where Timothy Chalamet like rides one of those like sandworm looking things in this one. <laughs> so uh, I think that's going to be pretty epic. Okay. It does give me some Star Wars vibes for sure. It yeah, leans into that. It's like Star Wars and Game of Thrones, but in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird <laughs> mix of things. Now, I will say uh, before we take a, a one more little mini break, I did watch Interstellar for the first time. Oh, my gosh. The first time you first time I had. I don't know why I had never dove into it. But like I said, I've been trying to watch basically any sci fi movie that's like Ready Player One. I've been trying to find and watch. And Interstellar kept popping up, and I was like, I'm just going to do it. And you know, as you know, that's like a three-hour-long movie. It's a long one. But it was so good. I loved it. I loved the concept of it, the plot. I mean, I've never seen that before, that storyline and how it was. And so cool to like think, holy crap, all these aliens could actually be us in the future. Like, It was such a cool concept. I love that movie. The thing is, I did not like it the first time I watched it, and I'm surprised you did. Because I feel like that movie is so big and there's so many things going on and the entire theory of time in that movie is so complex that I watched it for the first time and I didn't fully get it. So I had to watch it another time and I think it wasn't until the third time that I realized this is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever <laughs> seen and it is so good and I love Christopher Nolan and just how he always just pushes the envelope on filmmaking and I think I didn't get it that first time because it was so groundbreaking and so different and so far into sci-fi. But looking back on that movie now, like it's one of the best of the 2010s, maybe one of the best of his. Oh, it was so good. That's crazy that you didn't like it the first time. But I will say I did watch it from literally like midnight until 3 a.m. I am a night owl. <laughs> like yeah. when I don't work on the show, I'm a night owl. And so maybe me being up at that time and like nobody else was awake and I was like very much by myself and in my feelings maybe that was why i like connected with it so much i think watching it at late at night helps because the last time i watched it where i really got into it i started it at night and i knew it really had me sucked in because i didn't want to go to sleep and i was like all right i'll finish it in the morning <laughs> that's fair you didn't do what i do and, and stay up until 3 a.m it was not my best decision but it was worth it i think that's another thing you can do with longer movies like that is split it up into hours and make it feel more like a show. And I feel like you can kind of chew on it a little bit more. You're not wrong. But with the way that I like to complete things, yeah. <laughs> I would always feel like I needed to do it. And then I'd get up that next morning and like, I wouldn't even probably get out of bed. I'd just turn it back on and be like, okay, time to watch. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, let's take a quick break. And we got a few more questions for you, Mike. All right. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. 
sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Alrighty, Mike, are you going to be doing any more stand-up in the future? I have been writing a lot. I was literally writing a joke earlier today that I just need to go back and do what I did when I was starting out and do some open mic nights because comedy is kind of a hard thing to jump right back into. So I kind of want to go do some open mic nights to try out some new material and start building a new set. But yeah, that is like my favorite thing to do. I feel like I love just the writing process of it. And the actual performing is like a whole another level that I have to like prepare myself more because you can write something and think it's hilarious and then you go do it and it doesn't work. And then you write something else that you think, okay, that'll just get me to the next thing. And that ends up being the best thing. So it's a whole kind of like trial and error process that I really love. So it takes a long time to also write just like (laughs) 10 minutes, which is what I normally do when I open up for Bobby that I'm going through now and trying to find exactly what I want to say. Because I think when I was starting out, 
I was just focused on, okay, this is a good joke. This is a good joke. I'll just push them all together and make a set. And it worked for me. But now I kind of want to build something that's a little bit more like an entire piece of like, this is actually more representative of me and all these weird thoughts that I have that hopefully other people find funny <laughs> and create like this little package of my jokes that I could do in any situation, whether it be opening for Bobby or doing it on my own, that you don't have to listen to the show to get. You don't have to know anything about me and you can listen to me do stand up and like take something away from it. And I haven't fully got there yet, so I'm not completely ready to jump into it. Okay, that's fair. I do want to give you props. Listen, I went to my first open mic night and I was so uncomfortable. I have never. And it was like all these people testing out their jokes, right? It wasn't like a full blown stand up. Yeah. It was people testing their jokes. And I, I, I made the wrong decision of sitting in the front row and I will never do that again in my life. <laughs> and, but like these people get up there and they just like tell these things knowing that some of it's going to fall flat and they, you know, come away with like the, okay, this worked, this didn't. And just like props to you for doing that. I, I would literally poop my pants. Like I don't <laughs> think I can handle that awkwardness. And so I think it's really cool that you're doing it. And I hope you can find like your perfect sweet spot. And then maybe you can like, would you ever do it? by yourself like go out on the road and do it by yourself yeah i think that's eventually what i would want to work up towards i think it's because well the good thing about doing open mic nights like that is it's so welcoming that unless you are just there like making fun of the entire process or being a jerk no one's gonna boo you that's true <laughs> and no one's gonna be just nasty towards you or heckle you it's kind of like a learning process for everybody and even if you're bombing up there, I feel like <laughs> you'll either just get like some small claps or you'll kind of get a little bit of self-awareness and think, okay, I got to hop out of here. That's fair. That's fair. But just props to you, Mike. I'm, I'm seriously <laughs> could, could never. Okay. Who would win in a half marathon between you and Lunchbox? Oh, me all day. <laughs> like when it, when it comes to long distance, like that is where I, that is where I like, I can crush like, I feel like anybody on the show would probably beat me in like running a 40 or maybe even running a mile. But when it comes to long distance, that is one thing about me is I'm relentless and I will not stop. And I will out, I will beat anybody in a half marathon. Like I just, I just know myself and I know my body. Mike, I just like came up with the best bit ever is you and lunchbox run and who drops first. <laughs> Like you just run. There's no set time. There's no set end. You just run. And oh, whoever, yeah. like whoever's going to drop first drop loses. Yeah. One of us will end up in the hospital because I feel like as relentless as I am, lunchbox is even more. I mean, he ran a marathon with no training once. That's true. But that's why it'd be <laughs> such a good bit. Like it would have to come to the point where we'd have to be like, okay, both of you have to stop. This can resume tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. There'd be some kind of time limit on that. Cause I could, I could keep going. The thing about me is I'm quietly competitive and even when I go run just here, like on a normal day, if there's somebody like trying to get be like behind me and pass me, I'll turn on the gas and just burn them and leave them behind. If you're going to pass me, like you have to really pass me. And when it comes to running in a marathon, I feel like I could keep going. But the thing is, is I'm quietly competing with all these other people around me. So I run like faster and then I get more tired in a marathon situation because that kind of competitiveness comes out of me and I want to you know, finish faster. And I'm so focused on that. But if I was just running at my normal pace with no one around me, 
I could, I don't know how far I could run. I could just keep going. Okay. Well, we'll marinate on it. I think, I think yeah. it's a cool <laughs> little bit idea. I mean, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but I feel like it'd be really cool. <laughs> what about like in relation to that, what was the thing that surprised you the most about your weight loss journey that you went on? I would say like, not to get too serious, but I thought everything was going to be like completely happy after I did it. I thought it would be the one thing in my life that after I did that, all my other problems would go away and it would fix everything because the way I felt was being overweight and unhealthy was the only thing stopping me from being happy. And then I lost all the weight and then I realized, oh, that's really not everything. Like people still they still treat you the same way and they still care about you. So it wasn't really so much the weight that I felt like once I had this, I would have like all the success and all the other things. It was just kind of getting to that moment and realizing, huh, once you get the thing you've been wanting your entire life, uh, you can still be sad. (laughs) That, wow. I was not expecting you to say that, but I do think it's a very true thing for a lot of people, not just with weight loss, but just anything. I think you hope for something for so long and you paint such a vivid picture of it in your brain that if it doesn't go as that, it's almost disappointing, even though it can be this really, which what you did was incredible. Like it can be this incredible thing and it's still not enough. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, it could be with any kind of success or even like with money. Like you think, oh, if I just had this amount of money and I was rich, all my problems would go away. You get all that money and you realize there's a whole other set of problems and you might not be that much happier. So I think what I learned from that, though, is to live in the moment and appreciate the things you do have and just enjoy life more because you're, there's always going to be something that seems unattainable and it seems that once you get it, your entire life is going to be better and happier. But you don't really have to chase that all the time. Appreciate <laughs> the things you have around you while you can. No, that's a good lesson to learn and one that I feel like we often learn a lot later in life. It's really hard to live in the moment and enjoy what you do have. So I don't think you're alone in that particular thing, but I'm glad you shared that. Like, thanks for opening up because it wasn't what I was anticipating for you to share (laughs) from that. So thank you. And we'll end on this one. Uh, Maybe a brighter note. (laughs) Our favorite part about our specific jobs and the roles we have with the show. So Mike, what's your favorite part? Our favorite part. I mean, mine really goes back to actually doing the live show. Like once when we're actually in there doing the live show and there's that energy going, that is the best part. We're connecting with everybody listening and it feels like there's a momentum there. It's because it's all it's the it's the product of all the other work we do in the other hours of the day, which some people think that we just come in and start talking. Not the case whatsoever. There's so much work that goes into booking guests coming up with segments, everybody having, you know, the things they need to record throughout, you know, the show when we're working in between breaks. There's so much work that goes in on the other side. It's once we're actually there and getting to do it, that that's the most rewarding part because in that moment, nothing else can really touch us. Nothing else really matters. We're just so focused on actually doing the show. And it's almost like actually getting to do the show is kind of like, like the the reward in a way of all the other things we have to do. Like that's, that's it's the, the icing part. and the cherry on top. Yeah. It's like, that's the, that's the best part. And it's so hard to get to that point, but yeah, that's my favorite part still. No, that's good. And true. Nobody can get to us. We sit in a room with no windows. So really yeah. <laughs> nobody can. <laughs> it feels like a, like a, like we're in Vegas. I 
don't see the sun until I leave that place. And I have no Same. idea what is going on. Yeah, if it like rained or anything, we're all like, oh, there's a tornado outside. Nobody knew. No idea. Every time. I, I think my part is getting to connect with people with social media. I I just love hearing people's stories and figuring out how they are impacted by the show or if something happened that connected the pieces. Like I just love so much of that piece of social media and getting to see that every single day. And whether it's just somebody like, we love the show. I listen all the time. Like just that, like you said, is the reward for all the work that we do is like, these are real people who are taking real time out of their day to spend with us and hang out with us and listen to our crazy stories and for them to be connected by that all across the country, heck, even in countries that aren't America, like blows my mind. And so I just love that piece of connecting and seeing like true people and like very human moments. Yeah, I think when I first started touring with Bobby, that was kind of my eye opening part of, oh, there are actually people on the other end of this and getting <laughs> to actually see like listeners and meet them and talk to them. It added a whole different level of like, oh, we're not just speaking into an empty, an empty black hole. It's actually going out and, you know, affecting some people. Yeah. And it matters. Like I've always said, even if it does something for one person, then you've done your job in this life. And I think it's so cool that a lot of us have more than one person, but like just multiple impacts across the board is really awesome. So, yeah. So happy note. We ended on yeah, a happy we, note. We did it. <laughs> oh, Mike. Well, thank you for joining me on this entire Best Bits weekend and for answering all of our listeners' Q&As. I appreciated you being very vulnerable and more talkative than most people are used to. I know you're talkative, but yeah. they may not. So the I appreciate quiet, it. The quiet me is a myth. It's a myth at this point. It is. It's just something that you're playing into at this point. Now yeah. you just got to roll with it. <laughs> kind of like I got to roll with Morgan number two. <laughs> oh, well, tell the people where they can hear you, find you all that good stuff. You can listen to my podcast, new episodes every single Monday, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast on iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. And I am on social media across everything at Mike Distro because I was smart and gave myself a unique name. Yeah, you did. And you can find me at WebGirlMorgan also on all the things. Not that it's as unique as Mike's, but somehow I managed <laughs> to get all of them. And of course, the show at Bobby Bones Show and BobbyBones.com has a whole lot of content for y'all. So thank you guys again for sending in your questions. Mike D, I'm proud of us. We did it. Another we weekend, it. like virtual high five. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones Show. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.